We can start with a hymn 678. Uh, maybe you can uh, get somebody to uh, get the people to sit down and uh, start hymn 678. I think it is working, but then no, no, that's it's really. Him six seventy eight. Can we please uh, sit down? We can sit. 请我赶快就坐，我们唱诗六百七十八首。
Maybe we can uh, sing verse 2 again, but perhaps somebody in the back can help close the door. Oh dear Lord, how we do recognize how much you have loved the church. That you love the church so much you gave yourself up for her. We thank you, Lord, that you have loved us in such a way that you have made us as your own body. That we can be even having such kind of communion with you. Dear Lord, we just pray that even as we have this brief time together, Lord, may you impress upon us once again. Truly, Lord, how much you love your church. How much you have loved us. May we respond to your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We have been sharing on the theme of the body of Christ for the past many months. And one verse that has been mentioned uh, in most of the times has been First Corinthians 12, verse 27. It says that now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So this is such a, uh, not just a theory, but it says you are. This is not just a comparison. It's not just a, a symbol where it says you are the body of Christ. And we, each one of us, are members of the body of Christ. So after sharing for many uh, uh, weeks and months, I think we are aware of this uh, theme. We have been born again, we become a child of God. But now we are also members one another of his body. But there's something which has been pressing upon me lately. And that is how do we experience the body of Christ? And if we are to enter this experience, are there any dealings that the Lord has in our lives? And I was pondering on this, and uh, uh, the life of Peter just came back. 
and it seems that uh, we can really see so much through what he has gone through. And hopefully we can also uh, see how it applies and how we can learn. Well, we know that uh, Peter is uh, probably uh, the disciple, he is a disciple that is most uh, in the forefront in everything among his, uh, all, the, all the disciples. Anything that happens, Peter is there. And he will say whatever is in his mind. And that's why he gets into trouble a lot also. But I think uh, through his experience, what he says, we can really, um, really learn a lot. Uh, just a brief background. Um, uh, actually, Peter was a disciple of John the Baptist before he met our Lord Jesus. Actually, uh, when our Lord Jesus first met the first disciples, he saw Andrew, who was a brother of Peter, and John, uh, and then through Andrew, then Peter uh, was, was led to, to Christ. And actually, uh, in that first meeting with, with uh, Peter, uh, his name actually is Simon. Son of uh, Jonas, Bar Jonah. Yeah. So he looked, Jesus looked at uh, Peter carefully and said, uh, You shall be called Cephas, which in Greek means Peter, which is Peter anyway. <laughs> so that was quite, uh, quite something that uh, the very first time our Lord Jesus met him, he had changed his name to Stone, Peter. And from there on, we know that Peter had quite a lot of dealings, as, as we said. And also, he had the revelation that Jesus is not only the Son of Man. That he was the Christ or the anointed. One of God. By that, he knew that somehow he is the one who is going to rule and reign and is related to the kingdom of God. So, and then he also knew that he is the Son of God. So, with that revelation, then Jesus told him that. On this rock, I will build my church. It's not on Peter. It's on a massive rock. Because the, the, the meaning of, of, of that rock in the original Greek is different from the Peter. So it's on Christ himself, who he is. That's the foundation of the church. But nevertheless, Peter being the stone, the small stone, he is going to be part of the Lord's building. 
And he says that, you know, whatever shall be bound on earth shall be bound in heaven and, loose and so forth. So, so this means that now he's bringing the kingdom and he's doing that work now through the church. So there's such a great revelation that Peter received. Not only that, he was also at the Mount of Transfiguration when, before being crucified, our Lord Jesus transfigured. And we have Peter, James, and John. But who makes the comments there? Of course, it's Peter. So Peter said that uh, uh, we'll build the three tabernacles, one for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. Moses, Elijah, and, and, and Jesus. But then, uh, but then, he, then uh, our God the Father says, No, this is my beloved Son, hear him. So, again, Peter being involved, but Peter also expressing himself. And one more incident was when uh, uh, at the Last Supper, our Lord was washing the disciples' feet. And of course, Peter had to say, No, don't wash mine. And I said, No, not only uh, you have to be washed, said, before he said, I washed the whole body. He says, No, no, no. Has to, everybody has, I have to wash because I'm setting this an example. So we see that uh, Peter really was in the forefront in many different situations and always we hear uh, his take on different things. But what was the crisis experience, something that really stood out, what was the most important experience in Peter's life? Of course it had to do when he actually denied the Lord. So uh, I'd like to read a few verses related to that. There's such an important incident in Peter's life that our Lord Jesus predicted not once but twice. And the first time we can read from Luke chapter 22 verses 31 to 34. 31 to 34. Said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. But he said to him, Lord, with you, I'm ready to go to prison and to death. And he said, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crawl today until you have denied three times that you know me. 主又说,西门,西门,撒旦想要得着你们,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好,好
就是同你下肩，同你受死也是甘心。耶稣说：“彼得，我告诉你，今日饥还没还没有叫，你要三次不认得我。” is very telling. This is not just a, a, a prediction. 那这个不仅是他在预，就在预，就是就是就是啊，他他他是把这件事情告诉出来，不只是说是他能够预言出来。Peter actually. Uh, Albert was explaining that his faith was going to be tried. And then, uh, although we know that he's going to deny and like a failure, but he's going to be recovered. But in his recovery, it says to strengthen your brothers. So then the second time when our Lord also a predicted about the denial like to read is in Matthew 26 31 to 35 then Jesus said to them you will all uh, you will all fall away because of me this night for it is written I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered but after I have been raised I will go ahead to you to Galilee but Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Actually,这段不只是。Actually, it talks about all the disciples. But Peter had to open his big mouth. And because he opened his big mouth, he says, No, you will deny me. And actually says that you will all fall away, the mean all the disciples. But it's very important to say that I he the Lord this is going back to Zechariah thirteen seven. This is why this is quoted, for I will strike down the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. So this refers to the shepherd meaning Christ himself was going to be crucified, he's going to die, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. And actually this uh, talks about all the disciples that left him. But it also the Lord says, But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. So we see this exactly what happened. Literally, the Lord went to them afterwards to Galilee after he was uh, raised up, which we'll go into later. So we we uh so we know that what happened that uh, uh unfortunately sadly which 
know, Peter had to learn. He he did deny the Lord. But when he denied the Lord the third time, just as he denied, the cock was crowing. Just to fulfill what the Lord had had said. But at that moment, Jesus also looked at him in one of those gospels. He looked at him. And Peter then wept bitterly after that. So we see then that there's a, such an, an exchange then even at the moment when Jesus uh, was being denied, he knew what was happening. He looked at Peter and Peter wept bitterly. And something else that happened afterwards is that now we know that the Lord manifested himself for 40 days after uh, his resurrection. But the most personal intimate interaction between Jesus and any of the disciples is recorded with Peter in John chapter 21. Just like to read some of those verses. John 21 verses 15 through 19. says, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He says to him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I am attached to thee. He says to him, Feed my lambs. He says to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He says to him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I am attached to thee. He says to him, Shepherd my sheep. He says to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, art thou attached to me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Art thou attached to me? And he said to him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I am attached to thee. Jesus says to him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say to thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest where thou desirest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and bring thee where thou dost not desire. But he said this, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And having said this, he says to him, Follow me. 约翰福音二十一章四五节到十九节他们吃完了早饭耶稣对西门彼得说约翰的儿子西门你爱我比这些更深吗彼得说主啊是的你知道我爱你耶稣对他说你喂养我的小羊耶稣第二次又对他说约
after the Lord had resurrected, was were uh, fishing, and then could not catch the fish. And then the Lord told them to, after the whole night, just drop the net, and then it dropped and got 153 fishes. And then, uh, and our Lord had prepared a meal, and then uh, so the disciples came ashore, and then uh, the, the Lord was in Galilee just as He had predicted, told them when we read the other passage. So we see here that uh, actually, if you really look carefully, the way that the Lord asked Peter, if you love me, is different. First time he asked, you love me more than this? So he was uh, just making that question said that he was the, the, the first, the, you know, the one that Peter loved the most. But Peter just say, you know I am attached to this. He didn't say I love you more than the most. He just said I am attached to this. I read this version because it differentiates between the two words. In the original Greek, the first word love is agape. The second word is filio. Now, so agape will be divine godly love and the filia will be one that is more uh, that we uh, is more applied to the, the, the human uh, we, the man. So Peter was very honest. He just said, I feel you, I'm attached to you, but he didn't say, I, I, I'm, uh, yes, I love you more than all the others. The second time the Lord says, uh, Simon Peter, love is thou me, he didn't ask more than this, just says, love is thou me with agape. And then he says, you know that I am attached to this. So he used the same word, which is filio. He repeated himself. And but the third time that Lord Jesus asked uh, uh, Peter, he says, are you attached to me? Then he lowered, brought himself to that same response that Peter answered the first two times. He says, are you attached to me? So then uh, we, we see that uh, Peter was grieved and he says the third time because he asked, are thou attached to me? Then he says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I am attached to thee. Why do you think Peter was grieved when he answered the third question that our Lord gave him. I think, and then Peter says that, you know all things, so you know that I am attached to you. So I think back in his mind, in his heart, 
he still very much has the denial that Jesus that he denied Jesus very much in his in his heart. And I think that also when uh, Jesus asking him the third time using the word uh, filio is as if to Peter that our Lord Jesus did not really trust in what he he told him. So although the Lord knew that he uh, is attached, he loved, Peter loved the Lord. But it's as if the Lord is telling him, I cannot depend on your answer. I cannot count on your answer. You're saying that, but you deny me three times, and now, now you're just telling me that. And that hurt her very deeply. Because in his heart, he really did love the Lord in his own limited way, filial, he really loved the Lord. Why do you think our Lord also was taking all this time asking Peter? He knew everything, but why was he going through all of this? Just keep on asking him. I think there are three different uh, reasons. The first one is that actually our Lord really loved Peter. You know that if you love someone very much, if, let me put it the other way. If you don't love someone, you're not going to ask someone, do you love me? You won't care less. You wouldn't even think about it. It's because our Lord loved Peter, so says, do you love me? And he loved him so much that he he just brought him down and down to the level where Peter would say, you know, to the same question at the same level, and then Peter says, I am attached to you. And I think our Lord, not he did not look down on that, but our Lord, he he still uh, appreciated Peter's love. But he wanted to reinforce his love, our Lord's love, so that Peter knew that he really cared. He 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 loved Peter. I don't know what is confusing to you, but uh, I'm just trying to say he actually appreciated the feel love of Peter. He didn't say, oh, just feel you. No, that's not the way, you know, that's not the response, okay? So he really appreciated the feel of love. The second uh, reason why the Lord is going through this is also from the answers that our Lord gave to Peter. He said to him, feed my lambs, feed, uh, shepherd my sheep, and then feed my sheep. So the Lord could have said, I love you. 
David says, "See, I love you so much. You should love me." But each time that he said, I, uh, Peter said, "I'm attached to you. I love you." The Lord says, "Then feed my sheep, shepherd my sheep." So it is as if the Lord saying, you know, I love you too, but but I really want you to shepherd my sheep, care for my sheep. So loving the Lord then means that you are going to love my sheep. So there's a third reason which you know we'll go back into into this later and it says that when you were young you you gird yourself and then when you be old then another one will gird you and then go go to where you do not desire but by this he meant the death that he was going to go through so he was foreshadowing that at the end of his life that Peter was going to go through difficulties and suffer and even a death that will be difficult. We leave that until the uh, some uh, at the end at uh, you know, our other part of our, our sharing. But the point I'm trying to make here is that uh, there's such an importance uh, here not only for the love of between the Lord and Peter. But also uh, shepherding or feeding the sheep. Now what does shepherding feeding the sheep mean? It seems as if uh, it's a bit remote. How how do you connect with that? Maybe we can consider then just uh, you know what some other passages in John says about the, uh, uh, this matter. So in John 10, I just read it from verse 14 to 16. This is a very well known passage about uh, a shepherd and the sheep. It says, I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice. And they will become one flock with one shepherd. So on the surface we think this is a good shepherd who's going to die for the sheep, you know, to save, you know, salvation gospel. But you really read more carefully, actually it's more than that. He says, I will lay my life down for the sheep. But he also goes on to say that, that he has sheep which he will bring so that they will become one flock with one shepherd. 
So this really talks about more than just salvation, more than saving uh, individual sheep. It really alludes to the church. And being coming together with one shepherd. And then also we can uh, uh, read in, in, in John chapter 16 verse 32. I just mentioned that. Says, Behold, an hour is coming and has already come for you to be scattered each to his own home and leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. So we can then make that uh, uh, connection to what our Lord said in, in Matthew 26 when he's talking about the shepherd that's going to die to the sheep and they'll be scattered and they're going to be uh, uh, restored, brought together. So, but then also it's important that after John 16, this is, this is just before our Lord goes through the long prayer in John chapter 17 about that oneness of the Lord's children, praying for the Lord, for the Father to keep them so they could be one. So really then, this really has to do with having the Lord's children coming together and being um, the, the, the church. So then, after seeing all of these things, and what is the crisis experience? What is the turning point? that Peter uh, had. Is it just a denial that, our, 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 uh, that Peter, uh, when he denied our Lord? Or was it just uh, after denial that he was restored back to Jesus because Jesus told him how much he loved him and then Peter told uh, our Lord how much he loved him? We see that it's more than that. It also had to do with the sheep, the how uh, the sheep will be taken care of. So that is part of the whole experience, crisis experience that, that Peter went through. And why am I saying this? Because we talk about how can we experience the body of Christ? We saw that after this, the body of Christ, the church, really became something that is personal to him. We're going back more and more and then we see how that applies to us too. So the question here was that, was Peter faithful to the Lord in, in what the Lord asked him concerning the sheep. Well, we can just go into the book of Acts and see what happened. Who was the 
who was the one who uh, on the day of Pentecost preached the gospel and thousands got saved? It was Peter. So initially it was the Jews. And then later on, who is the one who went to the house of Cornelius for the Gentiles to bring them to the Lord? It was Peter. So Peter was the one the Lord used to really bring the Jews and Gentiles together. Together to be one. So there's no uh, wall of partition between them anymore. So together they can be one church, one body. So the answer is yes, the Lord used him. Peter was a vessel the Lord used for that. And we also can see from Peter's letters. Uh, just mention very briefly so you can see how things uh, are consistent. In, in First Peter, he says that he addresses to those people as being the chosen, the elect of God. That sounds like being called ones, called, called out, which is the meaning of the church. And then also talks about the trials, the proving of faith. Well, Peter went through that. But he's also addressing to the others that they need to go through trials of faith. He talks about to love Jesus Christ until the end. And that they should be holy while they're living on the earth. In addition, tells them to have unfeigned brotherly love. Love one another out of pure heart, fervently. And then talks about also following uh, the life of the Lord across. And I do like to read one verse from uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 25. It says here that for you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. So we see that in this letter that Peter wrote, that he uses the same words that were addressed to him in John chapter 21. So the sheep that is scattered has gone astray have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of our, your souls. But the shepherd and overseer is our Lord Jesus, of course. So we see here then in Peter's life the experience of his own crisis, his personal dealings. Was brought to the Lord to be an integral part of what the Lord wanted to do with the sheep, with other brothers and sisters. So 
so that he could be an instrument. He, his life, everything he went through will be for the purpose of bringing the Lord's children as one. So we just mentioned before about the, the suffering and the, and the death that he was going to go through. We know that according to church history that Peter was actually not only imprisoned, he was sentenced to death. Uh, and then when he was sentenced to death, death he was supposed to be crucified. But knowing that he was unworthy of our Lord Jesus, he asked to be crucified upside down. So Peter was able then at the end of his life fulfill what he told to the Lord. So we see it's just the Lord's grace, how his personal life, his personal commitment, his love towards the Lord. Was testifying the Lord indeed restored Peter in because of love. And his love towards the Lord was not just saying that he loved him. He was the shepherd. He was the one who brought the sheep to the Lord. The Jews and the Gentiles. So they could be one, they could be the church. So then, with Peter then, as an example, how does this apply to us? It, you know, I think you can identify some parts. It's really, Peter lies really like a template. You can see some major points, major things that we, if we want to experience the body of Christ being real to us. These are the experiences the Lord will want us to go through as well. I think one of them would be uh, the calling to follow the uh, to follow Christ. Discipleship. What what does being a disciple mean? It means one who learns who follows the master and he follows the master and he learns. So the the question that we have is that have I heard a call for the Lord to, from the Lord to us? Just as the Lord told Peter first time, come and see. And also to follow me. Are we the ones who are, are the disciples who are seeing the Lord and following the Lord and learning from Him? Another point, 
highlight of Peter's life is that he received the revelation of who Jesus Christ really is. 那另外一點呢,是彼得親自得到從主身上的一個啟示說我們的主究竟他是何人? And because Jesus Christ is the anointed one of God, he is the king. 那我們基督是哪一個受高者呢,是那位王? He is the head of the church. 那他是教會的元首. But he also knows about the one flock. 但是他也知道 the one flock is the church, the body of Christ. So this is something which the Lord has to impress upon us to see this is so central in the Lord's heart. The Lord loves the church so much. Do we see that? Do we realize that? And if I love the Lord, do I love the church to be available to help the sheep and the lamb? And then the third point is, is to let the cross deal with in our lives. Not just in our own individual uh, problems, flesh, sin, issues. But in relation to the body of Christ. We know that Peter was a, 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 a person that had many um, weaknesses. But uh, the Lord was not just dealing with him on an individual level with his flesh. It goes without saying that that had to be true. But beyond that, that Peter was willing to let the Lord deal with him so that his life will be a vessel available for the Lord's use. So that he fulfilled his set my part, so that he will become one who can really uh, be a, the, the the vessel instrument to bring others to the Lord for His purpose. So uh, and that is 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 really the 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 work of the cross that has uh, others in view, not just yourself. And the other part that uh, uh, I think also that we can uh, see is that the calling to be the shepherd. So that involves uh, the stewardship that we have uh, heard in, 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 in our conference in, in Harvest Theatre. Those who can take up the responsibility to manage the affairs, the purpose of God, to bring it to pass. So it's not just a matter of, of, of uh, uh, being together with brothers and sisters. But taking responsibility for the other lives to bring them to the Lord. And as uh, what Bert Ernie said just uh, two weeks ago when he said that, uh, you know, we should really consider being practical. Think about, seek the Lord, who four to six, 
How many brothers and sisters that the Lord will have you be connected, be built up with? 那我们是怎么样,哪些人,我们能够跟他们一同建造,并且能够一起成长。And another matter which is loving one another as members of the body. 那就是彼此相爱,就是成为基督的身体。You know, uh, we can all accept that in our head. 我们都能够在我们的脑海里面能够接受这些事情。But in practice, what does it mean? 但是在实际里面,究竟是什么意思呢? In practice, what does it mean to be connected with other members of the body? We need to ask where and how. We know that many know about the body of Christ. That we are members. But can I say that the Lord wants me to be a member here to be built up with the brothers and sisters here in front of me? 那我是否能够说我在这边做肢体，能够建造，能够与在座的弟兄姐妹们一起彼此建造吗？ That I am to love, I am to care, I am going, I am to pray, I am going to look at those who are here with me. 我去来去关照这些这些与我我们一同在一起的这些弟兄姐妹们吗？ And as we do that, you find the going is not easy all the time. 当我们如此行的时候，我们会发现到有的时候不是很容易的一件事情。we we'll find that uh, there will be many situations where we need to wash one another's feet. And then we can really learn what it means to forgive and learn to help and learn to really be the one um, who extend ourselves. So I, I just think that uh, this still may sound uh, theoretical to you. But actually, if you ask the Lord, seek the Lord, you see that there are many, many things that happen to your life every day. And especially at important cross points of, 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 of your life. Where does the Lord want you to live? And why? What kind of job should I have? What kind of, uh, for those who are younger, husband, future husband, future wives, what the choices might be? So when you consider all of this, you can always look at me and the Lord. But have you considered how, what, where are the sheep? What's the brothers and sisters? Where's the body of Christ? Is that a factor in my consideration for my life? Well, maybe I'll make another example which will be perhaps more practical you can relate to. We know that uh, there's some brothers and sisters from Manhattan who are seeking the Lord. You know, on the surface, oh, they're young, they just like to be uh, where it's, uh, you know, hip or nice, they're having fun. But actually, it's not all of that. It's expensive, crowded. And uh, if you start having family, having other factors, 
am I going to be there for a long time? So it's not what you think. Because it comes to a time when the Lord might be showing them that they need to take another step to do something more for the sake of the Lord's testimony. So then how practical it is, the body of Christ, to them, to you. So, you know, really the question is, how is the body of Christ, what is the church in relation to me in my personal life? And uh, you know, it could be we could be here just because you know we we want to meet and then uh, receive something from the Lord. being helped, I'm uh, having a wonderful time. But maybe after a while, I think well, maybe I think probably you know my life is my spiritual life. It seems to be maybe on the plateau. It's boring. Oh, maybe it's better is we're going to look for greener pasture someplace else. So there we go. Or perhaps then we we could be here because yes, I do see something that the Lord wants for His testimony for Himself. Well, I look at my life, look at my time, I could do this much. I'll I'll do this much. So that's good enough. And and then uh, autopilot cruise control. Or are we those whose lives are totally given for the sake of the Lord having his body built? And if so, then, in which areas, what aspects of my life, in every situation, am I considered, am I thinking, am I praying that the Lord will also be able to work something out for the sake of his body? So I do not know whether these things make any sense, but I hope that when we consider how we can experience the body of Christ, the question really is, where is the body of Christ in my life? And if Peter's life is an example, then we see what he went through for the sake of the body of Christ. And not only Peter, you can look at Paul. Uh, there's so many things, but I'd just like to finish with, with one verse from Galatians chapter 6, 17. I bear in my body the brands of the Lord Jesus. You know that here is one who loved the Lord in such a way 
And he was consumed in such a way for the for the body of Christ, for the for the church. That in Paul's own body he has the brand, he has the marks of suffering. So may the Lord just speak to each one of us. So when we consider about this matter of body of Christ, whether it's real to us, so see what place does it have in us. And it can only be real because we're being captured by the Lord. And also things which seem to be unimportant. We turn to the Lord to have Him guide us. So that His purpose and His way, His way be made known to us. And in probably in many of your lives, you will have a turning point, a crisis. But when you go through the crisis, I hope and pray for myself too that we can always remember it's not just the Lord dealing with me personally. The Lord's will and the outcome. Should also have his own purpose, his body in view. And recently, I just wish to close, but then uh, we have someone within our own home, you know, my daughter coming here to New York. So we are glad that she can be here. But our prayer is not just that our family can be in one place. But really that in each of our lives we know the place that the Lord would have for His purpose, for what He wants. And you find that when we turn to Him and, and in all this crisis, He and His purpose is being considered. We find our own personal life and walk with the Lord is also being focused in 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 much sharper way. So may may the Lord speak to us. May our lives be unto uh, His purpose for His for His body because He's the one who's worthy. So anyone who like to pray.